0: You're listening to Chicago Writes, a podcast of the Chicago Writers Association. A quick announcement from our CWA calendar. Register now for Fear of Success and How to Overcome It, a virtual workshop from 10 a.m., 12 p.m. Saturday, November 18th, 2023. You've worked hard on your manuscript, short stories, poetry, and fine-tuned your writing, and now it's time to share them with the world. But why do so many readers find themselves with so many questions and frozen at this point in their pathway in their publication journey? In this virtual session, we'll review what happens when you move your work out into the world, including discussions, regarding your author platform, querying, being part of the publishing marketplace, and more. This is the workshop that will help you calm your fears at being a published author from the convenience and comfort of your PC or device. To register, visit cwa12.wildapricot.org events or click on the link below. Don't wait to secure your spot for Let's Just Write, Chicago's Writers' Conference at the luxurious Warwick-Allerton Hotel, 701 North Michigan Avenue, along Chicago's Magnificent Mile, March 22, 2024, through March 24, 2024. Come join us on Friday evening, March 22nd, for a welcome reception, including hors d'oeuvres, cocktails and conversation, and our exclusive CWA Live Lit event, the CWA block of rooms reserved for the conference is at the incredible rate of $129 per night. But rooms are limited and will go fast. Then, join two days of presentations, workshops, panels, pitch sessions, master classes, and more. Your registration fee includes the Friday event, breakfast both days, one lunch, and banquet dinner on Saturday night at the hotel. Visit ChicagoWrites.org for more information and to meet our growing list of speakers and industry professionals. Registration for the Let's Just Write Chicago Writers Conference will close on March 15, 2024, but this conference sold out in 2023, so don't delay. Let's Just Write Chicago's Writers Conference, critically acclaimed and world-renowned. Visit the events page at ChicagoWrites.org. Don't forget to check out the CWA blog for thoughtful, in-depth advice on lessons every writer should know by our contributing authors and writers, such as Avoid These Book Titling Mistakes by John Matthew Fox, Writing Contests, Good Idea or Waste of Money by Maggie Smith, and 164 non-bookstore places to sell your books by Sharon Woodhouse, and much, much more. That's at ChicagoWrites.org. The Chicago Writers Association Speakers Bureau returns with its 13th edition in early fall 2024, continuing its run as the go-to resource for local venues seeking high-quality, spirited programs. If you have questions or are interested in finding out more about the CWA Speakers Bureau, contact Speakers Bureau Director Daniel P. Smith at smithwriting at gmail.com. That's smithwriting.com all one word lowercase, at gmail.com, or call 708-717-6126. And congratulations to the 2023 Book of the Year Award finalists, and stay tuned here in December as we announce the winners of the 2023 Book of the Year Award from CWA. The Book of the Year Celebration Social Event will be held on January 20th, 2024 at the tip top tap at the Warwick Allerton Hotel, 701 North Michigan Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. Visit Chicagorights.org under the Contest tab for more details. Now is the time to join Chicago Writers Association. It's open to writers and authors anywhere in the world. Unlock a wealth of writer and author resources, programs, and benefits. For just $25 per year by visiting chicagorights.org or click on the link in the notes below. Chicago Writers Association membership, by the way, makes a great gift. And now, without further ado, my conversation with Michael Mary from Litnuts. On an earlier episode, we spoke with Susie Takich, the owner of the bookseller here in Chicago. Independent bookstores have seen a resurgence in the past several years while the big chains have contracted. The key? These stores are leaner and more innovative. Another key is the explosion of self-published and independently published books, leading book lovers away from the one-note, over-edited, mass-produced books by the big five publishers for the democratized reality and raw power of unrestricted and uncensored independent writers. It isn't just the contention of this podcast host that small and independent publishers and authors are the lifeblood of the new book buyer's marketplace. And we'll have some numbers to support that in a bit. But with more than 2 million self-published titles every year, it can prove a daunting challenge to both readers and independent authors alike. A father and daughter team of entrepreneurs may have just come up with a, with a remedy of sorts, Litnuts is an online bookstore which allows you to wander the virtual aisles, but it also offers a unique, and maybe more importantly for our, our listenership, an affordable marketing opportunity for authors. Litnuts LLC is a woman owned family run business founded by Kathleen Meyer and her father, Michael Mary, who share a rather revolutionary passion for literature. Litnuts is unique in that it only features books. From independent authors and publishers, none of the big five subscribers get a free newsletter featuring only independent books, and indie authors and publishers get an affordable way to share their work with engaged readers. The website is litnuts.com, and uh, we were hoping for for Kathleen, but uh, but Michael Mary is here, so LitNuts is duly represented. Welcome to uh, to Chicago Writes, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Sorry, Kathleen could not join us today, but I'm yeah, glad to yeah. represent.
0: Excellent, excellent. And and as we said b- before we we began the uh, the podcast, uh, maybe we catch up with with Kathleen and get a uh, get a woman's perspective uh, also on on this business and and the independent uh, publishing industry as as well. But in the meantime, we got a lot to cover, man. How are you, by the way? I, Bill, yeah, go.
1: Yeah, good. Doing well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to mention one thing in your introduction. Sure. You yes. mentioned that Litnuts is a bookstore. So I just want to clarify, we don't actually sell books. We, we publish a newsletter about indie books. Okay. Uh, and then we provide links to, to multiple places where uh, book lovers can buy those books. But we're, we're not actually in the business of selling books. We're in the business of uh, sharing
0: information about indie books. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, but but, folks, sure. w- when, when they find a book on LitNuts, LitNuts.com, they can easily purchase a, a book via links that, that are provided on on the site, correct?
1: Absolutely. And, okay. and I, I guess one of the things I'll point out that makes LitNuts a little different from – there there are a lot of other newsletters, and we can talk about some of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one thing that makes us a little bit different is – you know, some other newsletters uh, will only promote a book if it's sold on Amazon. Uh-huh. Others will only promote a book if the ebook is like two ninety nine or less, you know, okay. discounted. Uh, mm-hmm. So, one of the things that uh, we like to do that's different is we give every author the option of, you know, yeah, you can link to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you mm-hmm. want. But we also encourage authors, you know, give us a link to your website, or give us a link to your publisher's website, so that you know, readers can buy directly from you, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to go to the big e-retailers.
0: I got to say, and, and I'm, uh, I'm in the process of editing, uh, doing the final edits on, on a book, uh, that I'm publishing in, in April, uh, through, through an independent press. Um, and, and so I've been looking at not only marketing strategies, but, but marketing opportunities through other, through other websites, um, and And I have to say that lit nuts maybe is is the best out there we'll we'll cover that in in a little bit, but I, I kind of want to break down the business a, a little bit and and talk about what inspired you and Kathleen to to start up um lit nuts
1: Yeah, yeah, a great question. So let me give you a quick some quick background uh-huh. uh back in two thousand nine uh actually started an indie publishing house called dream of things Uh and so from 2009 to 2016 published about a dozen books uh some of them did really well we had three books that made the new york times bestseller list we had a Hoffer award winner uh, won numerous other awards uh even had one book that was optioned for a film uh and then I guess the other thing I would point out is, as a small press, we averaged about six thousand copies sold per title published. Which, uh, you know, I think even a big five publisher would consider five thousand books to be respectable. Mm-hmm. But for a small press or an indie press, five thousand books is it's pretty much a home run. So we did well as a small press, and one of the ways we did that was by using. Uh, global marketing shoestring budget marketing which involved you know finding these some newsletters online uh finding ways to uh do blog tours online everything Mm -hmm. we did was online it was you know like i say on a shoestring budget so what we saw by you know having a small publishing company and doing our own marketing is that i mean you know every author knows you know getting your book out there is a huge accomplishment marketing it is a whole nother thing Yeah. yeah and so Yeah, And so that's what prompted us. We said, okay, we've used a lot of these newsletters and other book promotion services. We kind of know which ones work, which ones don't. And we also kind of saw there's an opportunity for us to come in and do something a little bit different. Number one, by focusing only on indie books and by indie books, I mean, uh, definitely books that are author published, but also, you know, books from small presses, independent presses, university presses, anybody that's not, a big five publisher, or you know, big five has two hundred and fifty imprints. We don't promote those books either.
0: You guys, you guys it's, sort it's, of stand alone in that regard, in in not uh, featuring the I big five. I think so. I don't
1: think there's anybody else that, that excludes the big five. So we want to just focus why on Why
0: not? Why? Why only independent? Uh, you know,
1: it's a well, first of all, my background was as an indie publisher, so you're right, not right. bias there. But <laughs> I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, the big five and their 250 imprints, you know, they get like 80 percent of the shelf space in bookstores. Yeah, you know, probably 68, 80 percent of advertising space online. Uh-huh. They get enough attention, you know. And I got nothing against them. I read big, big five books and bestsellers, you know, uh, but they don't need my help. You know the people I want to work with and help, or you know the indie guys. The sort, of, sort of like trying to appreciate
0: uh, uh, appreciate fireflies under floodlights,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just so hard to get. You know, they talk about book discovery. It's such a hard thing to get your book out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like I said, the big five doesn't need our help. We we want to help uh, indie authors and small publishers.
0: In the introduction, I said that indie authors and indie um, indie writers and, and independent publishers are are the lifeblood of of the industry, um, particularly in say yeah. the last five years. Thir- and and we, we promised to give some numbers, so I'm going to give some numbers here. And I I'd, I'd love your thoughts uh, uh, on on any of these. Uh, thirty to thirty yeah. percent of all eBooks. Uh, sold are self-published. Amazon pays two hundred and fifty million dollars in royalties to self-published authors each year, and eighty-five percent of Kindle Unlimited books are self-published. Also, self-published books account for thirty-one percent of Amazon's ebook uh, sales. That's that's huge. Independent books have become. Uh, have become a major mover in the marketplace, right?
1: Absolutely, and uh, I tell you what—that and that part of the publishing industry to me is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, I mentioned that. Uh, so we've been doing Lit Nuts since two thousand twenty. We just celebrated our three-year anniversary. Happy anniversary! Like I say, going back to thank you. Like I said, going back to two oh, <laughs> uh, like thousand nine—that's when I got started in book publishing. And the reason I started then is because the barriers have come down. You know, yeah. I mean, it used to be you had to do a press run and have books in a warehouse, and, and that just kind of all went away with print on demand, print on and, demand and ebooks. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's why I was able to start a small press, you know, uh-huh. with, with uh, no barriers to entry. And that's why uh, other people can start a small publishing business or, or authors can publish their own books. That to me is very exciting. It's opened up the market. The numbers you just cited were you know, proof that you know indie authors, indie publishers can be successful. You know, yeah. the market
0: is there. Yeah. Fifty one percent of of the market is is paperbacks, but that that's kind of a a revolutionary new market is is ebooks with uh 29 twenty, twenty-nine percent of the market now are are ebooks and audiobooks. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: that that I think is very cool too. I mean, you know, predictions going back, you know, 10 years ago where the eBooks were going to overtake print and that just mm-hmm. hasn't happened. It's kind of steady, you know, it's kind of leveled out at the numbers at the levels you cited. Yeah. And I, and I think it's great. I mean, personally, I still like to read a print book if I'm traveling I've got an e-reader I use, yeah. but, uh, you know, for the most part, I like to be able to pick up a print book and, and keep them, you know, <laughs> if it's a book <laughs> I like or I want to share it, I keep it, which, you know, it's harder to share an ebook. book uh, so no, I think those numbers are exciting, and the other, like I say, it's broken down the barrier to entry. So you know, let me give you a couple of examples of small publishers that I've been working with. Who, you know, it's just a whole new world for mm-hmm. for some of these companies, and and that to me, it's it's uh, it's the most dynamic part of the publishing industry. You know, because you have mm-hmm. small publishers coming in; they don't have corporate you know, profits to worry about. They, they don't have, you know, a lot of the big five are owned by big even bigger corporations. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one publisher I work with is called Vine Leaves Press. And they're putting out two, three books a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's uh, a group of very talented uh, women who are editors and graphic designers. And they're kind of spread all over. Uh, the The principal is in Greece, but she's got colleagues and, germany and the united states and australia all working together online which is another thing that's made all this innovation possible mm-hmm. uh, so they're kind of all over the world but they're putting out some really great literary fiction uh they just put out a newsletter this morning they put out a, a kind of a literary thriller you know of course they want to sell books and do well for themselves and for the authors but they're not driven by the bottom line like some mm-hmm. of the, like the big five are so vine leaves press is a great example Another uh, small press that is having some success that we've worked with is called History Through Fiction. The editor is a guy named Colin Musfeld. Or they're based up in Minneapolis, and uh, I mean, it's, that, that's their focus, you know. And because they're independent, they can just focus on historical fiction. That's all they do, and they do it well, you know. So that kind of thing to me is exciting. And then, you know, and of course, there's authors doing it on their own, you know. And I give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of credit to any author who can take the time to put out a quality book on their own. That's a huge undertaking, and uh, you know, so I definitely have a place in my heart for them, you know, to, and want to help them because, I I say, I learned the hard way that marketing <laughs> is not easy. Uh, when I was publishing books, I stopped about five years ago. But when I was publishing books, you know, half my time was on acquisition and editing and the actual mm-hmm. publication of the book. The other half of my time was all marketing.
0: It was all I mean, marketing, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's a um, task.
0: You, uh, you, you mentioned the the international profile of of the uh, uh, the publisher you, you just talked about. It, yeah. it truly is a, a an international marketplace, and we'll touch touch on that a little bit more um, in in just a bit. But independent authors that can be and an, I mentioned Susie Takic from the bookseller uh, in, in the introduction, one of her contentions is quality. How do you, how do you ensure quality for, for books that are featured on your website or is, is that part of, of your mission or is it the sort of the buyer beware? Do, do your due diligence and, and what have you?
1: No, quality is definitely a concern. I mean, you know, we've mm-hmm. got we've got a community of about 35,000 readers that follow but yeah, not sure. either subscribe to our newsletter or social media or visiting our website. And, you know, we promise them quality and, and diversity. So, you know, so when I say diversity, I'm talking about we won't promote the same book over and over. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to promote a book with us, that's wonderful. But we'll ask you to wait at least three months before doing it again, because we want you know, we we just want to provide variety to our authors mm-hmm. or to our readers.
0: Because you could but, be, because you are you are there there is a paid aspect to to the marketing. Someone could come along and just write check after check after check. And or, and right. you could you could just say, Okay, I'm cashing a check, you're featured every day. Right. But you don't it, do that. It,
1: it, but we won't do that, no. Yeah. Uh, and then as but as far as quality goes, so I guess I'd point to several things. Uh-huh. One is if, if a book comes to us via a small press, uh, in, the, in that case, we know that they put some effort into acquisition and editing sure. and the you know, quality cover. So there's a, already a, a measure of quality control there. So we're pretty comfortable with those, even if it's a mm-hmm. new release. If it's an indie author, we will look for several things. You know, do you have what kind of reviews does the book have? Does it mm-hmm. have some professional reviews or reviews by other authors or, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. uh, you know, I'm not talking, it doesn't have to be, you know, from uh, Publishers Weekly. You mm-hmm. know, it can be, like I said, it can be reviewed by another author, it could be from your local newspaper. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, if you've got, got some blurbs, that, uh, you know, that's kind of okay. There's one level of mm-hmm. is this a good book or not? The cover, you know, they say don't judge a book by the cover, but to some degree you do. <laughs> so, you know, we'd like to see a nice cover.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, uh, and then, we also look if it's an author who has published multiple books; they've got a little bit of a track record. Yeah, so where we where we're the most cautious, I guess, if it's a new author with a new book, uh, maybe it's a new release. Maybe they don't have any reviews yet; they don't have any online reader ratings. Uh, in those cases, you know, we'll flag it as a new release if mm-hmm. we promote it. But we will also we won't put it in our newsletter unless it's either got some some reader reviews or professional reviews or Lacking those, the look inside feature, so we can actually mm. take a look at a sample mm. ourselves. You know, probably most of our competitors don't have time to do that. And we don't do it for every book. But like I say, if it's a book, okay, we don't have much information about this book or this author. Let's take a quick look ourselves. It's pretty rare that we'll tell an author, no, we're not going to promote this book. If we do, we'll say, hey, you know, make the re- look inside feature available online so people can read a sample before they buy it mm-hmm. or come back to us after you get a few reviews, you know, and mm-hmm. then we'd be happy to
0: help promote it. How many subscribers do you have at Lit Nuts? Because that, that, yeah. that's sort of a key to help justify your paid service, right?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and that's exactly right. So the, the business model is that our newsletter is free to book lovers. Right. Uh, and Authors and publishers pay us a fee, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a modest fee, in my opinion. But it, and it, by the, the by the way, I, I'm a
0: subscriber to the newsletter also. But Great. I'm also uh, I'm also uh, a uh, a subscriber to the to the website, um, and I, I use them both Great. in tandem. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So so I'll break it down. Our newsletter has sixteen thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another eight thousand people who follow us across Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. And then our website gets 10 to 12,000 unique visitors per month. So okay. that's our community of about 35,000 people. It's not a huge community. And, and you know, I can, I'm happy to recommend some other new book promotion newsletters that actually have much larger subscriber bases that that, I, that I've used in the past as a publisher and that I would mm-hmm. recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're small compared to some of those and we're relatively new, like say only three years old. But I guess the thing I would say to authors who are, you know, thinking, okay, do I want to use Lit Nuts to promote my book or not? Uh, when we started three years ago, we deliberately, you know, we had the option we could go out and purchase email names and addresses and, you know, start sending our newsletter to people. We did mm-hmm. not do that. We built our subscriber base from scratch mm-hmm. because we wanted people who wanted independent books, <laughs> you know, and we stress that when people sign up, it's like, you know, that's all we do. So, you know, the thing I would say to to authors and small publishers is that, you know, our readers want indie books, you know, so Mm -hmm. show them what you got, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's a small but engaged audience.
0: So we, we mentioned, uh, we mentioned the international, that there's, there's an international aspect to publishing. Uh, And, and I, I've always written to, to that. I've traveled a lot internationally, uh, but I, I read something very key many years ago that, that stuck with me. This was God almost almost thirty years ago that that I, I read this. That the world is changing, the market is changing. That you need to write to other nationalities and other cultures and include them because they will be your future readers. That was that was when the when the internet was still relatively nascent. Yep. Do do you have international subscribers? And, uh, yeah, and if so, yeah. are are they looking for for anything different or unique than than say someone yeah. in the U.S.? I,
1: I think I think so. I think what's happened is uh, just you know, like you say, the world has opened up to readers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So our so our newsletter, for example, it's about seventy five percent U.S. subscribers. It's mm-hmm. about fifteen percent U.K and then maybe 5% Canada, 5% Australia, wow. roughly. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, uh, and then, you know, smattering of of English-speaking people in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't yeah. publish in foreign languages. But what I see is that if you're an if you're an author in Australia or Canada or, you know, someplace like that, it's very easy to market your book in the, in the United States or the United Kingdom. You know, yeah. the, the yeah. bigger English-speaking markets, even if you're in a small country. Or a relatively small country and same thing here in the United States if you're a U.S author yeah your author your audience is going to be predominantly in the. US mm-hmm. but it's very easy now to reach English speaking uh, people and uh, all around the world and in big markets like uh, the United Kingdom Canada Australia you know those are readily available to you especially you know if we're talking about ebooks print on demand you don't have the cost of shipping books all over the place you know yeah. so
0: and and that that global marketplace it opens up the world to an author and but it presents some challenges the international audience now uh, or or the international availability of an audience actually opens up huge opportunities for an author it, it presents some some challenges that you need to speak to that wider audience right
1: yeah i, I think so and i would say you know
0: or just tell tell a tell a good compelling story that has that has that that greater resonance.
1: And, and I think that's right. I think be aware if you're you know if you're writing something, you know, it's, maybe this isn't a top of mind, but in the back of your mind, just be aware that it's very easy for you as a U.S. author to reach readers in the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, all mm-hmm, over the world. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. You know, mm-hmm. your audience is not you know limited in any way.
0: I keep uh, I keep thinking so, of you know, I, I was going to say, I, I keep thinking of all of the book fairs internationally. Bangkok just saw, I think, 1.3 million. Uh, Frankfurt, w- w- which I've been to a few times, you know, they typically see a million or, or, or more book buyers uh, at, at their, their book fairs. And that's that's global.
1: So you got these big events. And I'm glad you mentioned book fairs because one thing I want to mention is that one thing we do in our newsletter is you know, of course we're promoting indie books, yep. but we also each in each newsletter like to share information about free online events, for literary and cultural events. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these book fairs are in person, but during the pandemic, a lot of people started doing online book fairs. And there's all kinds of online author readings and book discussions. So we're, we're, you know, it's just one of the things we do. We just kind of keep an eye out for, okay, what's a cool online literary event that, okay, maybe you're, you're into the Chicago area or somewhere in the United States. But, uh, I mean, just the, the past week, we've, we've shared events. Like uh, last night, there was a Poets and Writers Jackson Poetry Prize reading. It was, wow. It's a free online event, you know, mm-hmm. you can do that from anywhere in the world the Brooklyn book festival at mm-hmm. the end of September had a whole bunch of online events. It was an in-person and online event. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing is cool too. So yeah, there's, there's these huge international book fairs, but there's, they're also happening online mm-hmm. and you can, you know, which I think is awesome. You can participate from anywhere in the world. I've I participated in uh, book discussions uh, that were hosted by a library in Outback, Australia, you know, it's just it's very cool that you can do that. You know, and they're happy to have people from all over the world join them.
0: Uh, and and Zoom is is a wonderful tool to to help facilitate that. It's uh, I, I remember calling from overseas by telephone, and there was always the delay. There's never a delay via streaming or Zoom or or some of these other yeah, uh, these other platforms. I, I wanted to go back to something that that you mentioned a little bit about. That you have about thirty five thousand unique viewers to the website each month, and that it's it's been organic growth. Are you seeing right. any reluctance by readers to engage in a platform that strictly features independent authors is is there? Is there something that's still, built in the marketplace about quality or, or what have you, or, or just maybe, maybe how, how it's received. Uh, So a couple things. One is
1: I say our news, our newsletter is free to subscribers. And of course, Uh anybody can visit our website, but even a free newsletter, you've you've got to give up your email address to get it. And people, including me, are very protective of their email addresses. God knows we get so much (laughs) spam so yeah i i think people are cautious in that regard before they fork over their email address and sign up for something they want mm-hmm. to make sure they know what they're getting and so yeah i think there's some reluctance there and so you know what we try to do is all of our content is put out in our newsletter but it's also mm-hmm. posted on our website so mm-hmm. you know we invite readers just browse our website you can see what kind of books we're, we're sharing uh, you can see what kind of online events we're promoting and, and i think that's you know, it's not a hard sell, but I think it's it's uh, it's enough to convince people, OK, you know, we'll give it a try. And that's that's also what we tell them, you know, sign up, give it a try, you know, get a yeah. few newsletters if you like it. Awesome. If not, you know, no problem. Well,
0: um, and, and the and so, reason I brought that up wasn't wasn't necessarily to put you on the spot, but it was maybe to yeah. highlight that you have you have serious readers that exactly. Or, and or, and or serious writers that are engaging the website.
1: And I think it's both. And I think, you know, on the reader side, it's definitely people who, you know, they're probably getting other newsletters, they've probably got other sources of information about books. Uh, so before they sign up, it's like, okay, why would I want this one? And mm-hmm. I think it comes mm-hmm. down to three things. It's it's only independent books. We talked about that. Yeah. It's uh you know we're looking for free online literary and cultural events. People yep. like that. And the other thing is we you know we share a lot of information about book giveaways uh, and book related contests that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you know there's kind of three you know it's kind of a, a little package there of you know here are three things that we we can do for you that uh, most other newsletters are not. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I guess the other thing I would say is we really do try to provide variety. You know, I mentioned earlier that some of uh, some other book promotion services will only promote a book if it's on Amazon or only yeah. if it's on sale. We don't put any restrictions on price. You know, I mean, personally, I think yeah. if you, you know, it's not, it's not a bad idea to price your ebook aggressively. You know, I say, if you can price it at 299, great. You know, you're going to get more sales than you will at 999. But mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's the author's call. You know, mm-hmm. that's the publisher's call. That's not for us to dictate. Not every great book is two ninety nine or less. Is what I tell people. How, how about so, how
0: about audio Do you do you guys deal with audiobooks as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's a so we're we're agnostic when it comes to format. So about sixty percent, sixty percent of our books are available in that we promote are available on print, ebook, or audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe twenty percent are only print or ebook, and then mm-hmm. there's maybe 20% that are, that the emphasis is on, is on audio, but totally agnostic when it comes to format, you know, and audio books is
0: are very popular as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A truly unique feature of Lit Nuts is the marketing feature, which we've, we've been dancing around here a little bit. The author feature, again, the numbers illustrate uh, under-realized opportunity for authors this is from uh, Statista, uh, Statista. How much yep. do self-published authors earn per book? Uh, self-published author uh, platforms pay up to 70% for each book sold. Self-published authors do not receive an advance and have to put up the cost of publishing and advertising themselves, which is, which is critical for what you guys do. So I I've, I've got here yeah. 33% of of self-published authors make less than $500 per year. 90% of self-published authors sell less than 100 copies. And and I've got I've got five books in print that is is purely an affordability some knowledge but a, but an affordability aspect for yeah. authors and and independent publishers that, that just don't have the money to pour into advertising. And that translates into sales.
1: Right. And that's where I think you really got to, you know, look around and try to get the most bang for your buck. Most authors aren't to, you know, budgets vary and that's, you know, up to each individual author. But I mean, when I was publishing books as an indie press, you know, I usually had a pretty tight budget, you know, maybe Uh maybe $1,000 is how much, that's how much I'm going to spend on marketing this book.
0: Which is nothing.
1: And, And that's nothing. Yeah, uh, So you got to you got to make that work for you. And then, you know, uh, I don't think that's a even a of,
0: half page ad in uh, in Publisher no, Weekly, right? Yeah.
1: And, and 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 frankly, I wouldn't do that. You know, I mentioned earlier, we were talking about quality and how do mm-hmm. you gauge quality. Mm-hmm. So put yourself in the reader's shoes. If you're an author, put yourself in the reader's shoes. How is the reader going to decide which book to look at? You know, they're, and they're going to look at the things we talked about. They're going to look at the cover. They're going to look at the blurbs from professional reviewers or, or yep. other readers. They're going to look at the reader reviews on, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple, you know, what have other readers said on mm-hmm. um, Goodreads. Uh, so how do, so one of the questions I get asked most often is, how do I get reviews? That's that's a big challenge for for authors. It's a big challenge for anybody. And so I, I give them. So here are the steps I recommend, and and, uh, and we can talk about some of some of these if you like. Absolutely. But I recommend giving away some copies of your book. You just got to get it out there. You got to get it in the hands of readers. You know. So when it comes to book giveaways, Goodreads is an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, last time I looked, it, it actually cost like $120 to do a giveaway on on Goodreads, and you know it's a tough pill to swallow paying money to give away your book. <laughs> But you will get copies out there, you know, and not, not all of them are going to review it. But, you know, if 15 to 20 percent of them give you a review, you've gotten something for your money.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you
1: know, there's also a book funnel is a great way to get your book out there, basically. And it's also a good way to grow your contact list because basically you're giving away a free copy, a free download. It's only ebooks. But uh, you're giving away a free ebook in exchange for the reader's email address, so now you've got them uh, on your contact list. And you can mm-hmm. follow up with them. I think blog tours are not a bad thing, and they're pretty economical. I've used uh, Women on Writing blog tour and the TLC blog tour, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're familiar with those. But you know mm-hmm. they'll organize ten or twelve stops at different blogs, uh, book bloggers who will. They don't always review your book, but maybe they'll do a Q and A with you. Maybe they'll do a book description and links to purchase it. Uh, some of them will do reviews. So again, you're getting your book out there. Maybe picking up a few reviews along the way. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then I recommend newsletters. It's kind of the you know third leg of that. And there are a lot of newsletters out there. A couple of good places to look if you're just looking for where can I which just lists Kindlepreneur. Has mm-hmm. a, a really good list of uh, book promotion services, mm-hmm. and Reedsy also does. But between the two of them, you're going to find hundreds. <laughs> so, which ones do yeah. you use? Yeah. And that's the tricky part. And 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 Bill, I've done this as a publisher. I've, I've tried them all, and some of them are just taking your money. But the the few uh, just a few quick recommendations. I think that uh,
0: not, uh, all, are, not all, but not all book book publishing marketplaces are the same so uh right, in right. our back and forth emails uh, earlier you mentioned bookbub.com yeah, but yeah. looking at at bookbub boy you can you can sink a lot of money and it's a lot of marketing money marketing yeah. for maybe not a lot of return
1: well so here so here's my thought on that so bookbub it's very interesting. I mean, they're they're like the gorilla in the room, right? Uh-huh, There's uh-huh. nobody close to them. I mean, uh-huh. I look at them as a competitor, but they're you're they're far and away bigger than than Lidnuts or any other book promotion service. Yeah. And and like I say, when I started out in publishing in 2009, BookBub was pretty new and it was much more affordable. It's mm-hmm. gotten very expensive. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, but my experience has been that even though it's expensive, you will get results now the, the key with them is number one it's not guaranteed you'll get in you actually have to apply to advertise with them they're right it's right. very selective and then if they do select you they will tell you the date and 10 you
0: know, to 20% will... <laughs> of eligible uh, yeah. uh, titles are are ever featured
1: and and you and you will pay a lot of money yeah, uh, yeah. so i i actually do recommend using BookBub, but not right off the bat I would do all the things we talked about earlier about getting some reviews for your books. And then I would use some other services. Like I like bargain booksy, momentum. Zidby, book Bassett, right. Get your book out there first, promote it with some of the more affordable book mm-hmm. promotion services, three months, six months down the road, you've got a bunch of good reviews online. Uh, you got some momentum, then approach BookBub and, uh, and, and, uh, Even You got to bite the bullet because it's expensive, but if you can get do all your prep and then do a promotion with BookBub, it will Mm -hmm. probably pay off for you. I mentioned that I had, as a publisher, I had three books on the New York Times bestseller list, and that's kind of how I did it. I kind of built up, and after six months, I uh, put together – I stacked promotions, which is something I'm sure you're familiar with, but Mm -hmm. uh, for those who are not, it's when you take – multiple book promotion services like like bargain booksy bookbub book Bassett, lit nuts do them all in the same week and that's how i was able to get books on the new york times bestseller list you just do a lot of promotion in a condensed period of time get a bunch of sales and okay then now you can talk about hey i got a new york times bestseller to promote
0: it's ultimately about the quality of the product quality of the of the, the writing and and the storytelling but would, would any of given. those yeah. stories have have risen to that level if it wasn't for the promotion on their own that's
1: i i'm gonna say not to that level no yeah. uh now you're right that you know we kind of i kind of glossed over this but it absolutely starts with quality book you gotta yeah. have that because you know mm-hmm. you can promote it all you want what you what you want with all this promotion is word of mouth you know, that's the gold standard. Yeah. And so, again, when I was publishing books, I would have a six-month marketing plan. We release the book, and for the next six months, here's what we're going to do. And it's all the things I've talked about. Get reader reviews first. Mm-hmm. Then do some promotion, you know, with, with economical services. And then, you know, top it off with a book promotion if you get there. But all of that is based on having a good book, mm-hmm. getting some positive reader reviews, getting good word of mouth. And then you can do all this. And then once you've done that for six months, you know, as a publisher, that's kind of where I stopped. I told authors, I'm going to promote the heck out of your book for six months. After that, you're kind of on your own. And so during that six months, our goal is to get a lot of positive momentum and then the
0: book will keep going on its own if it's a good book. Is that the promotional arc uh, That that six months do you begin to see a natural subsidence in marketing after that 6 month period regardless of of what you're what you're doing and then and then after right. that it's the strength of the book or it, and and the strength of of that that word of mouth or it's not
1: so for me it was a strong book and a strong 6 month marketing program if yeah. you can put those two things together then your book is going to have legs on its own after six months. Okay. That's not to say wouldn't do anything to promote it. I would still, when I was, again, when I was publishing, I would yeah, still yeah. do some promotion. The authors, of course, were still about doing events and promoting the book on their own. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good model. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that said, I know there are authors, uh, some of the authors I published, you know, maybe they were a one book author. This mm-hmm. is a memoir that I wanted to write. This is all I'm going to write. I'm going to promote this book for the rest of my life. And that's, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. You know, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then, but then you got the other end spe- of the spectrum, you've got the authors of multiple series. They're, they're working more like, okay, let me get the next book out. And let me get the first book of a new series out. And then those kind of have a different kind of life, you know? Uh, so it, it varies definitely, but I think that's a pretty good model. Mm-hmm. Uh, good book, six month marketing plan. And, you know, especially if you're an author or a publisher who's going to move on to the next project, yeah, that's realistic. And, you know, and again, if it's a good book, that's your liftoff. It'll, you yeah. Know. It'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, as a publisher, I've got a book I published in 2009. Uh-huh. It's still selling a couple hundred copies a month. And I haven't done anything to promote it in wow. five years. It's just a book that, you know, it, it's a good book. Very compelling book it's the one that was optioned for a film
0: but it had that people, it had that good people talk about it. it yes it's, and it's the kind of
1: thing even now people read it and they share it and tell the people about it that's what you want
0: uh do you want to share the title with that with us that particular
1: book is called um uh, everything i never wanted to be uh by an author named dina cassara it's an it's a phenomenal it's a memoir and it's just just a quick uh, uh-huh. uh nutshell it's a story of addiction. Uh, this woman had three three daughters. Her youngest daughter was a heroin addict at 15. Uh, another daughter is bipolar. Uh, another daughter had all kinds of problems. The author herself is an alcoholic and pill addict. But it's the funniest book I've ever read. She, wow. She's also a stand-up comic, and so she's got this perspective on it that, despite all this horrible stuff happening, you know, she keeps going. And
0: uh, I think that's why people like it. Uh, I'll find that book. We'll link to it in the in the notes below uh you also give give some great tips Uh, another reason that that a very user-friendly litnuts.com is is essential you you give some great tips on on how to present and market your book we'll 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 talk about that in a moment but i want to go over sort of the affordability of the the featured book the book of the day uh dedicated email blast. Special editions, sure. quality discounts, all that is incredibly uh, affordable. Um, and and those prices may change, as everything does, you know. But right now, I'm looking at a featured book twenty dollars, book of the day thirty five dollars, a dedicated email blast to to the to the I think it was twelve thousand or thirteen uh, thousand subscribers, fifteen thousand yeah. subscribers, yeah. seventy five dollars, which is incredible
1: Oh, well, thanks no we try to keep it affordable again i was yeah, i was an yeah. author i was a small publisher and and also i want to keep in mind our audience size we're not the, we don't have the largest audience but again to a dedicated uh-huh. audience and so uh-huh. we try to price accordingly I keep it affordable and you know again i'm thinking if you're an author you've got 250 300 to promote a book in the next month that that's actually enough to do maybe four or five promotions, you know, with, with some of the more economical services, and that's not a bad way to go with your money. Yeah. Uh, so try to keep it affordable. Try to get say, some good options. Are you, you know, beginning to
0: see? Are you beginning to see sort of uh, sort of a ramp up in, in requests to be a featured book or a book of the day, or or get on that dedicated email blast? And then uh, yeah. is is there a, is there a wait time for?
1: Yeah, no, thanks for asking. So Book of the Day is actually our most popular feature. And and basically what that is, is uh, you're guaranteed the top slot in the newsletter for that day. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, our our newsletter is kind of like others. It's got a brief introduction that may tell you about a book giveaway or an online event. Mm -hmm. And it's followed by the books that we're promoting that day. And, uh, you know, you just kind of scroll down maybe six, eight, 10 books that that we're promoting that day. Mm -hmm. So the book of the day is kind of just front and center, you know, the premium placement. Uh, a future a book promotion is, you know, all the other books in the newsletter that day. Mm-hmm. But then the dedicated email blast, yeah, we're, we've gotten a lot of interest in that. Mm-hmm. We, we only we will only do one a day, and we only do it on off days when we're not doing a regular newsletter, so we're not inundating our readers with yeah. multiple yeah. emails. Yeah. Uh, so. So you can be assured that if you do a dedicated email blast, you're going to be the only one we do that day. Wow. Your book and your and your profile is going to be the only content that day, and our readers like it. We've had several say, "Hey, I like I like more stuff like this because nice. our our newsletter is a good value, but it it's limited. To, be candid, we limit the book descriptions to 500 characters, so yeah, it's tight. You yeah, know, it's typically yeah. a blurb in a one or two sentence description and you yeah. know a, a rating if you got it so uh but so if you do a featured or a dedicated email blast the whole mm-hmm. newsletter is yours and so we'll put up to three books in there at the for that 75
0: dollars price it's almost it's almost a like a mini it's almost like a mini personalized website
1: it is and it's uh, it's and it's something that authors have told us okay I can not only did we send this to you lit Note subscribers but now they've got a copy of it they can forward it to their people or they can link to it right uh, because it'll it'll include longer book descriptions more blurbs more more reviews author bio. Uh, author yeah. author bio photo yeah, yeah. Uh, if if they're doing a giveaway if they want people to sign up for their mailing list if they want social media followers we can do all that in a dedicated email blast
0: and people can do custom packages
1: absolutely yeah yeah if you want to um uh, Encourage that, especially uh-huh. if you've got multiple books to promote or if you've got uh, some special event going on, like, say, a damn giveaway or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, let us put together a custom package for you. It, it seems to work pretty well, especially for authors who have series. Let's put out a dedicated email blast. We kind of introduce the, our readers to the series and to the author. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we'll follow up on a regular newsletter with individual books from that series.
0: Are are you getting any feedback on author return on investment? We do,
1: and and I'll be candid. We get it both ways. <laughs> we get some people who say, "Hey, I just did a promotion with you, and you know, I only got five downloads. That's not okay. what I was okay. expecting." And and so you know, sometimes it happens. Maybe it's just not a good day, or we just you know whatever, we'll typically we'll, we'll run it again, you know, say, okay, let's, let's Or that title, again.
0: that title or genre just didn't hit at that moment.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and, and we have pretty good open rates. Like our, our newsletter open rate is typically 30, 35%, mm-hmm. but that tells you, you know, maybe 65% just didn't open the newsletter that day. Maybe they'll open it next time, but we get it the other way too. Uh, we get, you know, cake. Like, okay, I got, you know, very happy with the number of downloads I got. And even more important, uh, sometimes people will tell us, hey, some readers reached out to me or they signed up for my newsletter, that kind of thing. Yeah. We hear success stories, and we also hear sometimes it wasn't a success. So we just try to try to keep getting the word out there.
0: I, I suppose we'll finish up with, with this. Some of the tips that you uh that you give uh, advice to authors on marketing their books um things that are going to get them yeah. to click are the cover description and the price talk about those a little bit
1: yeah yeah thanks so we we'll cover we we touched on that earlier and i think you know any author knows you've really got to have a compelling cover uh-huh. uh, and and i would just add to that that when you're if you're publishing yourself and you're bearing all the cost and the time and effort that goes into it it's it's maybe tempting to cut corners on the cover, mm-hmm, but I would encourage mm-hmm. you to hire a graphic designer to mm-hmm. do that and, and really try to look for somebody who specializes in book covers. Yeah. Because what you're trying to do, if your book is in a newsletter or on an e-commerce website, people are probably just going to see a thumbnail of that book cover at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got to be something that's going to catch their eye. So cover is very important. The description, I, I talked about a little bit. Uh, so because we have, we, the LibNuts Nuts and most other book promotion newsletters have space limitations. And yeah. so uh, how do you write a good book description of 500 characters? And so it's kind of this formula in my mind. I would definitely start off with a blurb from a professional reviewer or from another author to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, just get some third party endorsement mm-hmm. uh, and then, a brief couple of paragraph description and the thing i emphasize is you're not trying to tell your potential reader about the whole plot of your book right you just want to tell them enough to get them to click (laughs) so that they'll read more movie
0: Uh, people call it the elevator pitch
1: absolutely absolutely and that's what it is it's an elevator pitch for your book which you should already have you Mm -hmm. know if you go down sit down do your marketing plan that's going to be part of it simplify everything down to
0: a few sentences Absolutely,
1: yeah. And then price—you know—we touched on price earlier. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do believe in aggressive pricing. There's a trade-off; you're going to give up some profits, so you need to think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people will do—you know—promotional pricing, put it on sale for a while, try to get some readers that way, and then keep it back at its put it back at its regular price. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think, in my mind, an ebook becomes a, almost becomes an impulse purchase at $2.99 or less.
0: Yeah. yeah. And as you go
1: up, it's less of an impulse. That's interesting. Yeah. I think the sad thing is, you know, a lot of those inexpensive ebooks, they might never, never get read. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're an author or publisher, it's still a sale. I mean, you hope they read it. You hope they review it, tell other people about it. But yeah, I think there are some people who just like, oh, this book sounds interesting. You know, I'm going to, I'll buy it and maybe I'll read it later. Uh, And
0: audiobooks, I I heard a, um, I read a statistic that, only one percent of audio books on uh at audible are by self-published or independent authors and i, I think that has to do with i I'm, I'm in the process of recording my my upcoming book uh as a uh, as an audio book i have i have the time and i have the equipment to do that that can be yeah. very daunting Otherwise, yeah, if it, you're if you're farming that out to somebody or not comfortable with your your own voice or your own ability to read and emote um yeah. or project, that can get prohibitively expensive.
1: It can get expensive and it's intimidating. Like you say, if you don't yeah. have the equipment, don't have the voice, maybe, or you yeah. just prefer yeah. someone else's voice. Yeah. Those are barriers. But you know. You can do it. Uh, you probably know
0: David Burner, who's a fellow CW. David minor. Burner's been been uh, he, on, he's a great friend. David, he's been on the podcast, yeah,
1: yeah. And David has done his own audio books, so. yeah, yeah. But he's a radio guy. He's got the great voice. You can do that. <laughs> uh, so if you if you happen to have that skill set and the equipment, uh, it's 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 a good thing to do. Um, and if you don't, you know, it might be worth still checking around to see. Okay, mm-hmm. what would it cost me to get this my
0: book made into an ebook? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you offer you and, and this is the importance of we, we mentioned Susie Takic. Uh, she and I had a conversation on our program about invoicing and and that independent authors need to learn how to invoice uh, stores in order to in order to to place it uh, and manage it in in a, in a retail location. Promotion and presentation, I think, are the the invoice criteria for Lit Nuts, right? Um, So you give a secret formula, open with the best third-party endorsement blurb, quote, fact uh, about your book and adding two to three compelling statements about the content of your book uh, and then close with one or two more endorsements. So important.
1: I think that's a good way to go if you've got a short... Uh, if you're limited in space, yeah. it's also a good way to pitch your book to bookstores. Yeah. You know, it, it's tough to get uh, an indie yeah. book into a bookstore. Uh, the bookseller is great at supporting indie authors, but they're kind of the exception, you know. But if you're an author and you're going to go out and uh, you want to get in a local bookstore, again, your elevator speech, your pitch is going to be a big part of that. And uh, it, it, but it's definitely worth
0: going out and making that pitch. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, LitNuts LLC is a family-run business founded by Kathleen Meyer and her father Michael Mary. Uh, good Irish name, by the way.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, quick, quick aside, please. I've been to Ireland with Kathleen. There are actually no O'Marys in Ireland. They really? They at us everywhere we went. It, I'm <laughs> sure it got changed from O'Meara somewhere along the way.
0: A Michael Mary who share a love of literature. LitNuts only features books from independent authors and publishers. None of the big five. Uh, subscribers get a free newsletter featuring only indie books. Indie authors and publishers get an affordable way to share their work with engaged readers. The website is litnuts.com. Thank you, brother. This was the uh, it was great, man. I'd like to thank my guest and to all of you who listened. Links to Litnuts are in the notes below. You've been listening to Chicago Writes, the podcast of the Chicago Writers Association. The Chicago Writers Association is a 501c3 charitable organization. To find out more, visit chicagowrites.org. Our theme song is Midnight Ride, courtesy of Dino Lovchich. You can find Dino's music, just like this program, on Spotify. And we're always looking for ways to better this program and make it more useful for you, the writer. Feel free to let me know any suggestions for guests or topics that you would like to see on this program. Contact me at William Turk, that's William, T-U-R-C-K, all one word, lowercase, at yahoo.com. And please begin your subject line with CWA Suggestion. And that will do it for this episode of Chicago Writes. Until next time, I'm your host, W.C. Turk. And our website, ChicagoWrites.org, is a resource for your writing success as well. Chicago Writes offers tools and a wealth of information to help you become the writer that you were meant to be. Check out our blog with tips and insights on the art and business of writing by some of Chicago's best-known writers, like marketing tips, the importance of networking, where and how to find better readers, the pros and cons of indie publishing, the art of misdirection, how to keep your readers on their toes, and so much more. 24-7, 24-7, 365 days a year at chicagorights.org backslash blog. I'm your host, W.C. Turk.